However, recently, about a year and a half ago, I hired a woman by the name of Stacy, who was part of the nerd fitness community. And she essentially transformed herself into how every woman wants to look. And she did it with heavy, heavy, heavy strength training and following a paleo diet uh, lifestyle. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and you can find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. I was a supporter of a documentary called I'm Fine, Thanks. And since then, the video has been produced and published, and we actually had the opportunity to offer a free screening to our ICI Pro members here a week or so ago. It's a fascinating movie in that it chronicles the... The path of a number of people who kind of shed the oh, typical this is how you need to lead your life path and decided to do things that they chose to do. And one of the people who were featured in the movie, a gentleman named Steve Cam, and he started a website called Nerd Fitness. Because he's fitness-related, I thought, you know what? I should try to see if I can get Steve on the show, and here he is. Steve Cam, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Hey, John. Thanks so much for having me. You're doing uh, what I think a lot of us dream that either they did or could do, and yet there's a lot of fear holding us back. People haven't seen the movie, or a lot of them haven't. Mm -hmm. Help us understand, you know, you started off, you were following your dad's path. You know, can you give us a, a quick understanding of, you know, what took you from what you thought you were supposed to do to what you decided you wanted to do? Absolutely. So I graduated from college in 2006 with a degree in economics. And my plan was to climb the corporate ladder. Uh, I wasn't quite sure why I was going to do that or if I would actually find it interesting, but it's the path I chose because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. My dad was in sales and my mom was in sales. So I figured, all right, I just, I'll get a job in sales. And I moved to California with my brother, got a job in sales. And after six months, quickly learned that I was not cut out for sales. I, I love talking to people, but I hate trying to sell things to them. So I, uh, I, I ended up working for this company for about a year and a half and and really just, it, it wore me down. And I couldn't help but think every day when I woke up and went to work at 6.30 in the morning or 6 a.m., this is what I'm supposed to do for the next 40 years of my life. There is no way I'm going to survive if this is the path I'm supposed to be on. And I remember there was, a, there was an afternoon, I was on a lunch break and, and on a particularly miserable day. And I walked into a bookstore and stumbled across a book uh, by, the, by Tim Ferriss called The 4-Hour Workweek. And this was the mm -hmm. same. I know it well. Everybody yeah. knows it well. Um, Tim, Tim, I think, is the reason this whole online internet business uh, thing has really exploded over the past couple of years. So anyways, I found Tim's book probably about five, five and a half years ago, right, right around the time it came out. Um, and I read it, and it, it initially 
it, it was almost like, uh, you know, I run a website, it's called Nerd Fitness, so I'll, I use some pretty random analogies, but I kind of felt like Neo in the Matrix. Like, I, I felt like the wool had kind of been pulled back from my eyes, and I was seeing the world for the first time, and I realized I don't have to follow this this path of, of working at a soul-sucking job to make a little bit more money, to buy things that I don't need to impress people that I don't like. Like, that's not... <laughs> I love it the way you put that. Yeah, I think I might have even <laughs> stole that from Adam Baker, who I'm not sure where he got it from, but it's a great line. I think it's something like you go to a job you don't like to make money you don't need to buy things you're not interested in to impress people that you're not really a fan of, something like that. And mm-hmm. I realized like that was me. I just, you know, we, as soon as I moved into my new apartment in California, I bought myself a big, a big car and, and every video game system I, I, I could ever imagine and a nice stereo. And, um, and after the initial you know, after the initial phase of, oh man, look at all this great stuff I have wears off. You're still realizing that you're waking up five days a week being miserable. And unfortunately, that's the path I was on. So when I found Tim's book, I read it and I initially thought to myself, this is something that I could probably do. Uh, I'm not quite sure the path that I'm going to take and how I'm going to get there, but I have it. And, but, but I, I think this is something I can do. And at the time I'd already been training. Um, you know, I spent two years in high school, four years in college and after college, uh, f- falling in love with the concept of strength training and, and, and helping people get healthy and things like that. So when I found Tim's book and specifically read the section on finding a niche or creating your own niche and building a company around it, an idea popped into my head. I was like, I am a huge nerd. I love video games. I'm a bookworm. I've built my own computer, but I also love fitness and I love helping people get healthy. I think there's a unique opportunity for me to kind of combine those two passions and create a niche that at the time did not exist. And it was uh, a fitness website or a fitness community dedicated specifically to people that spend all day sitting at a computer and then come home and spend their, spend their evenings still on their computer or playing video games or, or whatever. Um, so I decided to create a, create a site around helping people get healthy and that also happened to be nerds. And that was, I think I started the site I bought the domain five years ago. I spent another year getting a personal trainer certification, started training a couple clients in person, and uh, and then started writing a blog about four years ago. And then after a year and a half of writing the writing the article writing the um, writing articles for the website, uh, things really started to take off. I quit the day job, focused on nerd fitness full time, and about two years ago, I decided to sell all of my stuff and sold my car, my, uh, moved out of my apartment and sold all of my belongings and booked an around the world plane ticket and had spent the past two years uh, literally traveling the world and building my business. And just recently I decided to set up a more permanent home base in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. Interesting. You have to understand that the whole, when you talk about well, my dad was in sales, my mom was in sales. The minute I had access to that video, I sent it to both my daughters who were in college <laughs> and said, now you recognize, of course, that your dad is in sales and your mom is in sales <laughs> and don't feel like that's the path you have to take. And uh, they really appreciated it. Awesome. You're a, you're a young guy. How old are you? Just turned to, uh, uh, just turned, I'm 28. You're 28. Okay. So, but you started this, you were just out of college really, right? Yep. I, uh, I spent two years. Uh, or about a year and a half working for a sales job. And then I moved cross country and took a job that actually made me happy for about three years while working on nerd fitness. Uh, so I really started nerd fitness when I was 24, 25. Got it. Okay. So help us understand nerd fitness. What it's a website. What, what is the appeal to it? Sure. Absolutely. Like I said, it is a, it is a fitness website that presents 
you know, applicable, well-researched um, fitness information that gets results in a manner that you cannot find anywhere else on the internet. I write articles about Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and Super Mario Brothers and James Bond and Jason Bourne, and, but I also write about push-ups and, and proper eating and, and how to run properly and, and, and things of that nature. So it is a website for people that are brand new to fitness. Maybe they're 35 and just had their first kid and decided they want to get healthy or they're out of college and, and decide they want to, they finally want to start taking care of themselves or maybe they're 60 or 70 and, and their, their, their kid or their grandkid turn them onto the site and they, they want to, they want to slow down the signs of aging and, and start exercising, but they don't know where to begin uh, I dedicated or created Nerd Fitness specifically for for beginners that are brand new to fitness that need help and do not want to go to a normal fitness website. So it's all um, it's all things that you can do either in the comfort of your own home or with very minimal equipment. I don't promote any supplements. I tell people they don't need them. I let people know that you can get started with very small changes and uh, you know promote or let them know like oh there's a specific type of diet that I'm a huge fan of and there's a specific type of workout that I'm a huge fan of. But more importantly, if you're losing weight, you feel healthy, and you're doing things that you love, you're already on the right path, and we can find ways to work with you and, and make it a little better from there. But most importantly, you're communicating to people, and the internet does a wonderful job of niching us down to things that we really appeal to us. But you're communicating in a way that some IT guy uh, is going to enjoy. Yes, absolutely. I write, I write my my. Well, I, I write exactly like I talk, but I make sure that the voice that is presented is something that, you know, is going to appeal to the people that I'm a huge fan of or a, a, a social group that I'm a part of. And that would be nerdy people that spend all day sitting on a computer. Interesting. You know, as as you're saying that, you know, you, you're talking to, I don't know, 10,000 indoor cycling instructors, fitness instructors, and, and the thought just hit me and we have a lot of like little boutique studios little small Mm -hmm. that they could create a specific class for this type of participant couldn't they absolutely i mean i think there's you know you have to understand who your audience is and i think the reason nerd fitness has been so successful is because i've been very specific in who i'm interested in attracting uh you know i don't i'm sure i get a lot of people that stumble across the site and never come back and that's okay. I don't want to be for everybody. I, I'm more than okay with having a specific group of people that I'm interested in that I want to talk to because those people then feel like they're looked after instead of just being one of one of a million people or one of 10 million people out there. It's like, oh, okay, this guy understands who I am and he understands what I'm struggling with and I am now part of this community and I feel looked after and uh, this is something that I really want to be a part of. So the community aspect of Nerd Fitness, I think, is probably why it's been so successful. We have a message board community of Geez, something like 11,000 people from all over the world uh, that are posting and, and updating and, and supporting each other daily. They're even organizing in-person meetups with each other, regardless of whether or not I'm there. They're just nerd fitness meetups happening all over the globe, which is kind of crazy. Oh, and, 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 I mean, you're just doing an awesome thing for, for people who many of us neglect maybe. If in the fitness community. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I think, well, there's, you know, you only want to help a specific sort of person. I went where there wasn't any market. You know, I went after nerds that didn't know anything about fitness. And I didn't, you know, I, I talked to them like they're real people. I didn't try to use predatory sales tactics or cheesy marketing schemes or encourage them to buy supplements for get, you know, get fit quick or whatever. I let them know, yes, this is going to be a lot of work. And yes, it's going to be difficult. 
but it, it can be fun and it's something that you can do and, and something that you can enjoy. You don't have to buy equipment. You don't have to buy supplements. This is something you can do and enjoy from the comfort of your home and get started and feel like you're part of something that's, that's bigger than just you. Do you have an understanding of your demographics, uh, male, female, as far as percentages? Initially, when I started, I want to say it was probably 70, 30, male, female, maybe even 80, 20. Um, however, recently, about a year and a half ago, I hired a woman by the name of Stacy who was part of the nerd fitness community, and she essentially transformed herself into how every woman wants to look, and she did it with heavy, heavy, heavy strength training and, and eating, following a paleo diet uh, lifestyle. And, you know, she's, I think she weighs like 140 pounds or something right now. And she can deadlift 370 pounds. Oh my. <laughs> and she's a nerd. Yeah. And she's, a, oh, she's a huge nerd. She's a bigger nerd than I am. Um, and she now, she now actually works for me, uh, works for nerd fitness full time, uh, which is, which is awesome. But since presenting her story about how she got healthy, and like I said, she looks like how every woman wants to look, but she did it with heavy strength training, um, I think it's it's really shifted the demographic of nerd fitness from that one article and really bringing her onto nerd fitness. And now I'm going to say it's probably more like 60, 40, uh, male, female. Um, and I want to say age wise, we're anywhere from 18 up to 55. But I'd say the, the bread and butter is probably 25 to 35. Can you share that article? Because I'm going to guess that there's a lot of instructors hearing this and, you know, they get they get pushed back. I don't want to get big legs and I can't lift and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I, it sounds like that would be something that could encourage people we're talking with is that is, is that is an article that's available freely yep uh, completely free if you go if you just google nerd fitness stacy s-t-a-c-i it'll it'll pop up and it's been linked to and written about and and has like 500 comments and has been retweeted and facebook shared all over the place um or you can just go to nerdfitness.com and it's in the right hand column it says you know most popular articles it's uh, i think the second or third article right there Oh, meet Stacy, your new powerlifting superhero. <laughs> what a wonderful thing. Better before and afters. It's pretty drastic. Oh, it, it is the season as we're moving into uh, a potential new year here as well. Is is this something another, one, you know, part of the appeal of what you were doing, Steve, is that I recognize fitness instructors are, a lot of them, entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. You know, they they decided to pick up a second job, i.e. a fitness certification so that they could teach or get a free club membership. Many have gone into personal training or opened their own studios. Is what you're doing online something that someone else could do, do you feel? Oh, absolutely. You know, like I said, my degree was in, my degree was in economics. Uh, I did pick up a personal trainer certification and did start training a couple of clients. But quickly realized uh, in, in my in my particular case that I could have a much greater impact for a far greater number of people and scale a business a lot better if it was something that I was building online instead of training one particular person for an hour in a specific gym. Now I can write an article, hit publish, and it can reach tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people um, within a couple of minutes. And, you know, I, I don't have any technical background. I had a friend of mine who was a computer programmer put together a free website for me. Now there are tons of tools you can do it. I started my business for less than, I think it was like 100 bucks or $99, something like that, to buy a website and free hosting. And then I just started writing articles and 
like, you know, I think a big part of why nerd fitness was successful is because I did have a particular niche and group of people that I was talking to, um, for people that do have a gym or own a studio and are interested in also expanding online. There are tons of, tons of examples of people out there that do this incredibly well. Uh, specifically a guy that I know by the name of Jason, I think his name is Ferugia, F-E-R-R-U-G-G-I-A. He runs a, a training facility in New Jersey, but I'm going to guess that his online component of his site probably generates far more revenue and gives him far more freedom than that gym. I think now he probably, I think he splits his time half and half between his gym and a beachfront place in California. Uh, but he started as just a trainer and he's been training clients in person for, for probably a decade two or 20 years, who knows at this point. Um, but he also decided to build an online component to his website. I'm sorry, to his, to his gym and has now allowed his influence instead of just being a tiny, a tiny gym for athletes in New Jersey. He's now recognized as a pretty leading authority as far as strength training and, and conditioning goes uh, all over the world. Thanks to actually taking a lot of his business online. Okay. So what's his niche? His niche, I would say he's a big fan. Uh, I think he talks specifically to either high school athletes, college athletes, or former athletes that are interested in regaining a lot of the strength that they've lost now that they've graduated. So he does a lot of work with, I think, uh, a lot of work with with football players, getting them ready conditioning-wise for uh, getting ready for their upcoming season. So he'll train a lot of clients during the offseason, getting them ready for, for their football season. And then online, his niche is he kind of, you know, maybe not the most politically correct language, um, but he tells it like it is as far as strength training goes. You know, he's kind of got like that badass, uh, badass strength training. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to kick your ass and teach you how to get healthy um, mentality. And it's resonated not only with a lot of people resonate with me as well. I'm a big fan of his. And I think his strength training programs are um, are, are pretty valuable. Somebody listening to this is thinking, okay, well, how could I ever find a niche? But in actuality, again, as I said earlier, the internet allows people, like-minded people, to connect very easily. If you were um, a uh, Navajo basket weaver mm. and you're also a personal trainer or an indoor cycling instructor, you could create a website around something that specific, couldn't you? Absolutely. And, and you know, I think your demographics will definitely shift. Uh, yeah, you can start and be specifically, you know, I was specifically only for for super nerdy people that wanted to get healthy. And as nerd fitness has grown and expanded, I do get a lot of emails from people saying, oh, I'm not really a nerd, but I love what you're doing. Um, but to start, I think, I, you know, because I let people know I am not for everybody, it allowed me to really focus on the people that do come by and find the site and, and are interested in learning more um, because it's not for everybody. They feel like they're part of something that's a little more unique, a little, a little more private and not just, you know, uh, paint by numbers, for for the masses it's it's like okay this is designed specifically for me this is something that i can get behind so do you have a typical user uh yeah i would say like i said probably somewhere between the age of 25 and 35 works a desk job maybe it or uh maybe a teacher um spends most of his day at a desk uh i'm gonna guess maybe possibly married if they are married they if if they had a kid, they probably have some young kids and they are interested in getting healthy generally for the first time. I would say that would be the, the typical nerd fitness reader. Got it. Okay. And yet your, your appeal is broadening what it sounds like. You know, it, it's definitely broadening. Um, I still write, I haven't really changed my voice to how I write. 
Um, and I still make sure that I, I write for that target person that I have in mind. Uh, but it has its appeal and, and will bring in other people, you know, people like, oh, my, my son told me about your website or my girlfriend told me about it or my, my boyfriend passed along this article and I, I, I don't really get the nerdy stuff, but I love the fitness part of it. And so I think now I probably have quite a few people that read the site for one reason or another and not necessarily because they fit in that exact center of the Venn diagram, but they're close enough to it that, that it does resonate with them. On top of that, oh, I, what, I missed that. What did you say? The what diagram? The diagram. You know, like you have like two concentric or two circles and they overlap in a certain spot. Like my two circles would be super nerdy and interested in fitness. Got it. Okay. And there's that overlap of people that are both nerdy and love fitness. I probably have people that maybe aren't necessarily huge fitness fans, but love the nerdy part of nerd fitness and people that are interested in getting healthy, but might not be uh, necessarily interested in the nerdy stuff. Um but it's still, I think, a unique enough website that it's going to turn off quite a few people. And I'm okay with that. Uh, I get a lot of emails from from people that are vegan marathon runners. And they wonder why I don't write about veganism and I don't write about running marathons. And I let them know, like, that's just not my expertise. I'm a huge fan of the paleo diet. I'm a huge fan of strength training. And I'm not a huge fan of distance running. If you are and you want to keep reading, awesome. If not, that's more than okay. I can certainly direct you towards websites that are dedicated to those specific things. Um, but this might not be the community for you. And a lot of people might think that's crazy to turn people away. And why don't I start writing about everything to get more people in? Uh, I would much rather take care of the people that are interested in the stuff that I'm writing now and make sure they feel really looked after. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Right. Again, we have a very specific niche, indoor cycling instructors. And, you know, it's it's our intent. We have a team of contributors. And although there's a lot of tangential areas that you can move over into uh, ultimately our goal has always been to you know add value to the typical day that a indoor cycle instructor um, walks through you're a big you're a big fan of a paleo diet and that's not some, that's something that I should not something that's something that I uh, haven't really paid a lot of attention to why should I um, you know in the research that I've done the paleo diet in my opinion comes across as the the, the diet that makes the most sense from an evolutionary, uh, anthropological, scientific um, standpoint. Essentially, it's this concept of eating like the way we're designed to eat. You know, we've, been, we've existed as a species or close to this current species for something like a million years. And it's only been within the past 10,000 years that we've developed uh, agriculture and the agriculture revolution. And as a result of the agricultural revolution, we've started eating foods that we before, that we couldn't eat before, things like grains and um, domesticated cows and dairy and things of that nature. So as, as a result of that, our bodies have not necessarily adapted very well to handle these types of processed foods. Um, and I think that's a big reason why currently the United States is 70% overweight. You know, we're still promoting low-fat low fat diets and high-carb, high-grain, um, you know, heart-healthy whole grains. Um <laughs> right. <laughs> Search that I've done the and and the results I've seen through the thousands of people that read Nerd Fitness, uh, it's a diet that absolutely makes sense to me and creates really solid results. And and not only that, but also provides people with a really healthy, um, a really healthy checkup when they go in to see their doctors. Uh, so it's something I've written about quite a bit, and I've been fortunate enough now when you search. If you Google paleo diet, uh, an article I wrote on it shows up third after 
Wikipedia and I think paleodiet.com. The next article is Nerd Fitness, a beginner's guide to the paleo diet. And it kind of breaks this concept of a, you know, a crazy fad diet that everybody that I was like, this is nuts. And what are you thinking? Which is initially how I thought when I initially discovered it. Uh, and then I've read dozens of books on it and every website I could and, and as much research as possible and come to realize like, oh, this, when you look at it from a scientific perspective or from the perspective of our ancient ancestors, like, oh, this, this kind of makes sense. You just kind of eat like a caveman and, and things kind of work out. So you put your focus on eating uh, as many vegetables as possible and then you get your protein from meat source, meat, fish or eggs, and then you eat nuts and um, nuts and fruit. So that's pretty much the extent of it. You cut out grains and you cut out dairy and, and, and then see kind of how your body adjusts and then you kind of make, make, make some changes uh, here and there. So what's your typical uh, daily uh, menu look like? Uh, it depends. I eat a lot of stir fry. I'm a huge fan of stir fry. I'll, you know, I'll go to a store and buy vegetables, uh, broccoli, onions, um, zucchini, etc. And I'll pick up some, some chicken breasts, uh, chop up the chicken breast, throw it in the skillet, and then add vegetables. I, I eat that probably, geez, three, four times a week. Uh, same as steak and asparagus I'm also a huge fan of. As far as breakfast goes, I'm not a huge fan of eggs. So I actually, I make a breakfast smoothie every day. And at the moment, um, you know, it depends on what percentage of the paleo diet I follow. Sometimes I try to stick to something like 80-20, where 80% of the time I follow the paleo diet and 20% of the time I don't feel bad drinking beer and eating pizza and watching football. So (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Good balance. Um, As far as breakfast goes, it also depends on what my particular fitness goals are at the moment i'm trying to pack on about 10 pounds of muscle so uh the problem i have with the paleo diet is that it works way too well and it's almost impossible to gain weight and uh, when you're eating it you actually end up losing weight so whenever i decide that if i need to get in particularly great shape for for whatever reason or drop body fat percentage quickly i switch to a paleo diet and within a couple of weeks um body fat drops down into the you know, single digits, no problem. Um, but when I'm in the process of trying to bulk up, I will add in things like whole milk and, and oats specifically just to get enough calories and carbs in my system so that I can pack on weight. Uh, so currently my breakfast smoothie consists of whole milk, um, a scoop of whey protein, a handful of frozen strawberries, a handful of frozen spinach or kale, and I'll throw in a cup of oats again, just for, just for the calories and calories and carbs. Got it. Because as endurance athletes, you know, we're going to be very sensitive to having, you know, enough complex carbohydrates in our diet. And so how, do you have guidance as far as, you know, somebody who is a cyclist? You know, I need to ride for five hours, but I can't do it on broccoli and steak. Absolutely. There is a uh, there's actually a book. The guy that I, I think they consider him like the founding father of the paleo diet movement. His name is uh, Lauren Cordain, L-O-R-E-N Cordain, C-O-R-D-A-I-N. And I think he just put in an updated version of the paleo diet for athletes, which is specifically for endurance athletes that are also interested in following a paleo diet lifestyle. And it involves, uh, you know, a big, a big part of endurance athletes will be eating things like sweet potatoes and yams and Getting your, getting your carbs from those sources and timing them properly so that you're properly fueled for your endurance, but also not so that you're carrying that extra weight, um, which you don't need after, after the race is done. So it covers a lot of the specifics of how to eat properly and healthy and following a paleo diet lifestyle while also competing in some pretty intense endurance um, 
endurance things. So I think if you just Google paleo diet for athletes or go to Amazon on uh, the book should be the first thing that pops up. Okay. And as, and I warned you before we started this interview, they do tend to be random. And so obviously, you know, my intent was to talk about, I'm fine. Thanks the movie. And now we're talking about paleo diets, which is fine. You're very engaging and I appreciate your time. We're at about a half an hour. Is there anything that you'd like to add that uh, you feel would be important for my listeners to know about you or nerd fitness? Or sure, absolutely, I, I just think you know, especially when you say that a lot of your audience is, you know, training people in person or they have classes or boutiques. Put so much focus and energy on taking care of the people that are walking in that door. Uh, you know, I feel like whenever I sign up for a gym membership, they take your money, and then that is that is the extent of it. Um, I think part of the reason why CrossFit has become such a phenomenon that it is today is because every single CrossFit gym has turned into its own little community. They have meetups. They organize, um, they organize bar crawls with each other. They, they have holiday parties. They, everybody in that gym knows each other's name. I couldn't tell you a single person's name in the current gym that I'm at um, just because it's not that type of environment. You walk in, people, everybody's on a treadmill or an elliptical. Uh, you might know the name of your instructor. But, you know, I think it would go a long way if that instructor took the time to actually get to know me and ask what I could do to improve things and really turn it into uh, an experience instead of just I'm coming here to uh, I'm coming here to, to sit on a bike and, and exercise. Instead, it's like I'm coming here because I love the instructor and I love the unique way that he presents this class. And I love the way that I get to know the other people in my class and how I get to meet somebody new each day. And there's a reason I actually want to come back other than just sitting on this bike. So. Although I've done everything I can to focus my efforts into building an online community, at some point, if nerd fitness gyms ever start popping up around the country, I am absolutely going to do things differently than how a typical commercial gym is run, um, specifically because I think nerd fitness has been able to be successful because I've tried to formulate it and build it in a way that is completely different from every other fitness website out there. Okay, now you just said something that was a bit of a tease. Is that something you have planned? See, I have gigantic plans for nerd fitness, and I definitely want to start doing a lot more in-person meetups uh, around the country. Every time I travel to a new city, I'll post a message on nerd fitness and say, hey, I'm coming to this city. I'll be at this location for a couple hours if you want to come say hi and hang out, and you'll get anywhere from five to 20 people showing up just to, just to come hang out and talk nerd fitness stuff. So I know there is an opportunity if the site gets big enough to expand and really um, shake things up as far as helping people get healthy, not only providing them supportive community online, but also providing them with the tools and a place to, to build that supportive community in real life as well. Well, I'm going to guess that there are some people that heard this thinking, wait a minute, uh, tell me more about uh, my own nerd fitness facility. Uh, how would they connect with you or um, get on a mailing list but perhaps so when this, if it does ever happen, uh, they can hear about it? The best way to connect with me would just be to, if you head over to nerdfitness.com, um, if you click on contact, you can send me an email that way or email me at steve at nerdfitness.com. As far as the gym go, it might be another year or two off or who knows, maybe even three years um, that's a, that's a considerable step I need to take. I am very fortunate that I still own hundred percent of nerd fitness and it is mine. And I, I have every intention on never giving up a portion of this company, um, and reinvesting everything I can from the profits of nerd fitness into really expanding it and building it and turning it into something world changing. Exactly. And I'm, wouldn't be surprised as it's because it's happened before somebody hears this and will contact you and say, Hey, look, I have some money and let's start building some facilities. So <laughs> I'll be interesting to see how it all goes. All right. Well, Steve cam nerd fitness.com. 
uh, I appreciate your time today. This was uh, uh, very fun. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Thanks so much for having me. 